know, it reminds me of one of the seven dwarfs. Just like, <laughs> dopey. That's how I wear it at work usually. Yeah, I remember you used to do yeah. that at Whole Foods. Yeah, I had a an orange hat that I would wear. It was much. It was like two and a half lengths for whatever reason of a normal beanie, and I would wear it as tall as I could. That's the one that you have that's really shapeless no, 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 now? No, different? no, it was oh. a different one. It was way longer. Since I mean, before was, I knew you? No. Oh. You would see me wear it, and I would just have it all just about like a cone head kind of thing. Maybe I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. But why not? I've always enjoyed, or rather, I've never enjoyed dress codes. Mm. And so I've enjoyed screwing with them to the max that I'm allowed yeah, sometimes you have a little bit of like, maybe not sometimes, but you have a bit of a contrarian nature to you. Yeah. Like when you worked at a coffee shop, mm-hmm. you wore, what, a kilt to work? Yeah, because I forget what I couldn't wear. Like shorts, I don't think were allowed, hmm. but skirts were. So I said, well, I'll wear a kilt. And I saw a story about some... Train or bus operators in, I think it was Sweden or Norway or something, one of the Scandinavian countries that were doing the same thing. They thought it was not cool that they couldn't wear shorts. They could not wear shorts in the middle of summer and it was really hot, but yet their female train or bus conductor, whatever, drivers could wear skirts. They're like, well, we'll wear skirts. There's nothing in here that says we can't wear skirts. So it showed a couple guys and it's like posing in skirts. When my sisters were in high school, there was a teacher that like... I think he had, like, a shop class or something where they would learn how to do mechanics on cars, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, work on engines. And he said that he would give students extra credit if they wore skirts. Why? Because he was kind of gross. Oh. And he ended up getting in trouble. But the reason why he got in trouble is because a boy a student wore a skirt to class and he was refusing to give extra credit. And then the parents found out that uh, he was doing this. Where would the girls be like sliding under the cars or something for him to get know. a look? Or I, I don't know what exactly the the class was like, but I imagine they were moving around. I mean, it was a shop class. That's a good segue for talking <laughs> about Fulgrim because... <laughs> Here, and you'll see how I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what he thought at the time that that made it, like, how did he think he was going to get away with that and it just be not a thing? Like, hey, I just want to let you. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, the teacher. I just want you, you gals, the the prettier ones, definitely take note here. (laughs) Not you. You. Not you. Samantha, (laughs) Rachel, you know, just kind of ignore this part, but whatever. Um, Skirts. Thumbs up. Big, big thumbs up on that. Um, so much so that if you want to wear them, you don't have to. But if you want to, you'll get extra credit. So, you know, just throwing that out there. You might help you get a passing grade. I, I, you, I, there was no voice in the back of his head that's like, oh, this goes bad for you well, down the line. Maybe there was and maybe he wanted to get in trouble. Yeah, that's what I was having issues. That's that's something that I heard from a psychologist. What you just said is that if you look at people and they say, oh, I didn't want to be in the situation. It's like, well, but you're here mm-hmm. and you've made repeated choices that have led you to this moment at the end of Fulgrim. I just finished it today about two hours ago, not even an hour and a half. And there's a moment in the last half an hour of the book, certainly the last hour. So one of the final... There's multiple final scenes, but mm-hmm. this is one of them where 
Fulgrim is fully possessed. And he it says in that moment, he stopped being Fulgrim and was now this, I don't remember the exact wording, but in that moment, or in a moment, he, he ceased to be Fulgrim and became the new entity that inhabited him or something. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I mean, it wasn't exactly a single moment. There was a lot of other moments that led up to that. And you said, oh, I had the exact same thought when I heard this. Mm-hmm. But it all reaches a crescendo. It's mm-hmm. kind of the bank robber that's running into the bank and holding up the the person usually doesn't do that. Just they're driving, driving. <laughs> hey, honey, I was just letting you know I'm, I'm on my way to work. I, I need to make a stop. And then they go in there. Even still, there's multiple instances. I mean, almost an infinite number of minute fractions of seconds that you could go, no, no, mm-hmm. no, no. And that's something that I've said to you is that when there is an emotional issue or some problem that comes up, you have truly an infinite number of time of of, of time to an infinite number of moments? Moments, yeah. Between you doing something and not doing something. It just it and what I and when somebody could say, well it's not infinite. You only have so many minutes or seconds. True, but there are so many fractions of a second yeah, i don't like you could do it now 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 yeah, now, yeah. Now, and now, it now, breaks now, up now. i mean you could go okay well a second you got more than a second okay how much you got two halves of a second but then you can break those into the quarters and then you can break those further mm-hmm. it just it yeah, times infinity goes that way too. right exactly yeah. it time splits it, it doesn't stop it just mm-hmm. keeps on fracturing infinitely mm-hmm. as far as i can tell I don't know what the smallest fraction of time is, but then you get to that and then you split that in half and then you get to that and you split that in half. It just, it keeps going. It doesn't stop. Uh, and going back to Fulgrim, he, there were so many chances, of, you know, leading up to that moment that he had where he could have gone. I, I made a choice that wasn't all that great here. I, I need mm-hmm. to do something about it. Yeah, the demon, that's what he calls himself mm-hmm. anyway, uh, even said that he would have conversations with Fulgrim. <clears throat> and you hear the yeah you, you, you hear those hear about the conversations as you're listening to the book. It's just these little whispers. It's kind of a oh you should do this or you, these uh, there are these mm, mm. urgings and there's that. But there's also I think a point I don't remember what character it was, but they had I think maybe it was Ostian. He was leaving Fulgrim's chambers. Oh and yeah, he heard a, a conversation happening. And he looked. But he back knew that it was only Fulgrim. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he was, yeah, it was just him talking to himself, or so it seemed. Well, he was but, just looking at the painting. And it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the my overall review of the book is that I think the writing, I, I was about halfway through and I sent you a text and I said, I'm disliking this book more and more with every passing sentence or something like that. And that changed as I listened. I, I enjoyed the story. There were certain parts that kind of turned my stomach. I mean, they weren't as graphic as they certainly could have been it was kind mm-hmm. of left a lot was left to the imagination which i think for that kind of thing is fine and warhammer and black library they kind of have to toe this line of most of their stuff is pg-13 but it does dip into r-rated here and there um there's certainly that scene towards the end of the book in the in the i don't know whether mm-hmm. that that whatever you want to call it the performance where mm-hmm. that's definitely would be an r-rated scene if they were to do it justice absolutely uh, but that kind of stuff is rare. It, there, there isn't, when they talk about battle, it isn't, 
described as just gore everywhere. Usually, there, yeah, it's there usually are times. The, the action of the individuals. It's not necessarily the result of the action that is talked much about. Yeah, like blood dripping from the newly torn flesh or whatever. Right, right. Like, I know that doesn't happen. There have been things, and somebody said something about the Night Lords having a, <clears throat> a space marine impaled on the front of a rhino. And his chest cavity is split open and he's still alive somehow as they go charging into battle. I mean, they're, they're absolutely sadistic, murderous, I don't know, deranged things, the Night Lords at this point. They're, they're like Batman gone full sadistic. Hmm. I think there's a, actually a, some, I don't know what it's called, but dark Batman or heavy metal Batman or. The Batman, the the Batman who laughs. Let me pull up the the darkest night. The Batman the darker who night. laughs. If you look at this, I'll put up an image at this point. I mean, he honestly does look like a bit of a Night Lord kind of thing. Looks like Joker. Yeah, it's. I don't know what the story is with him, but it, I think it is maybe the Joker gone Batman. Hmm. I don't. I, I don't know, but he does have a, a fair. A somewhat of a Night Lord look to him, and people have described the Night Lords as being kind of Batman-esque. Hmm. Um, but it, it wasn't so much the book that I disliked. The writing is is fine. It's actually solid in a lot of places. There There's a, a, a few questionable things that I heard. I don't know about that. Um, yeah, like the use of butt. That yeah, that was... That, I mean, and that's in, an, in a... <laughs> 120-ish thousand word book that one instance where I, I went, eh, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not bad. I'm pretty sure I've read a story by Grams on for the, for the channel. I, I want to say it, it was the one Flesh. Graham McNeil? Graham McNeil, yeah. Um, Flesh, I think. I don't know if Maybe that was. That was, it was an, uh, that was an Iron Hands. Uh, Para 9 Flesh. No. Chris Wright. Okay. Well, maybe not. Maybe I haven't. The I thought R&A I had. They look very similar. Graham McNeil uh, did. He did one of the opening Horus Heresy books, right? Galaxy and Flames, I think. I'm not sure which one, but yes, he did. I think it's Galaxy and Flames. Midnight's. On the Street of Knives? Who did that? That's not him. Oh. Yeah, that's not him. Who did that one? Andy Chambers? Andy Chambers, okay. Okay. Well, we'll stop delving into this. Galaxy in Flames. No, nope, not that one. Maybe he did the first book. No, that was Dan Abner. Okay, then he did the second. False Gods? Gods, Horus, Heresy, Graham McNeil. Yeah. Okay, False okay. Gods, that one. Figured it out. All right, so he's done other Black Library stuff. I knew that. I knew I'd read, read something by him. But so the, 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 the book itself, solid, good characterization. Um, you get a little bit more of a look into various characters that I, things I knew, like I, I'd, I'd heard that story about Lucius and killing all of his brothers in one of those books. Maybe, mm-hmm. it, maybe it was the one that Graham McNeil did. I think it was the final one. Was the final where one? they were on Isvan 3. Okay. Um, so For I sure think he did that. the second one. Whatever. So seeing that scene again from a different angle and mm-hmm. that was that was interesting and that was a good scene where the whore of the other brother like, oh, I helped you out n- not to kill traitors, but to kill loyalists. Like, oh, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. 
I actually really like that about these books is if you haven't read them in order or listen to them in order, mm-hmm. you can still get a sense of how things play out. Yeah. And that's why I liked listening to Flight of the Eisenhorn because the first, I would say, quarter to third of that book covered what was covered in some of the books leading up to that. Yeah. And it didn't feel like, oh, I just can't wait until this is over because I've already heard this. It was just seeing it from another angle. Right. It's just all these different angles that you're looking at it. And that was, I think I've mentioned this before in a podcast that it was difficult for me to wrap my head around being able to come at the entire bibliography of 40K doing that. You can just grab a book and read it. I've mentioned this before where there are certain sequences that it would make a little bit more sense and it'd probably be beneficial if you read them in order, like the opening three books of the Horse Heresy. You could read them out of sequence, and I did, but it's in, and it was fine. But, and you could do the same thing with the, um, uh, the multiple short stories that Rachel Harrison did of Severina Rain and, and her hmm. Antari, uh, Antari rifles. Those are all, they're going to show different things and different events and, you, it might take you a minute to go, wait a second. I thought, oh, okay, I see. This was set before. If you read them out of, or I read the, those in order. I've read the opening three books of the Gaunt's Ghost, 15 or 16 books that are out now in order. But I imagine even then, if I read them out of order, it's just, okay, oh, I see that it might take me a moment to, oh, this is before or this is after. Or then, but then I'm, I'm just in there for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I like shows that are that way. Like, uh, uh, let's see. Like if you were to watch The Sopranos out of order, mm. it would be weird. And you would just go, I, who's this? And yeah, what's going it, it's on? It's a linear and Why story. does this matter? Yeah. It wouldn't It wouldn't work very well. You could probably watch seasons out of order, probably. But I don't think you could watch just picking, oh, I'm going to watch season four, episode two, and then go back to season two, episode four. And there's all over the place. Yeah. But you could do that with... A lot of comedies, Always in Sunny in Philadelphia, you could watch. It's going to be more interesting if you know some of the jokes, like Cricket, oh, here he is again or something. It's going to be a little bit more interesting. <laughs> but I really like being able to come into 40K and just grab a story and dive in. And mm-hmm. There's so many short stories that it just makes it enjoyable. And then you just see, like you said, these different things from different perspectives. And I, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, and this remained... True from the opening (laughs) sentence to the very end of the sentence. Oh, what was that? The narration of the book. I mentioned this on stream the other day that there's something, there's more to just having a decent voice when you're reading. And my voice has been complimented many times. And I'm glad for that. But I'm also really trying to vary my cadence, but not vary it so much that it's, I mean, I can't can't really do this just off the whim. I need something to read. So let me find something. Well... I mean, the thing about this narrator for Fulgrim, the version we listened to anyway, I don't know if there are multiple versions, but he he would use voices that didn't necessarily match at least the aesthetic of the character that he was portraying, at least I agree. in my yeah. mind. Yeah, like, the, the words didn't match the voice. Mm-hmm. Like Serena, the remembrancer, for one. The okay, painter? Like, yeah, I thought she was, you know... The, like a relatively good-looking female. Maybe that's just me banking up things in my head. Yeah, I mean, she's described that way. But then the voice is just—I I don't know. This, I picture like this craggly middle-aged woman, like who somebody just, is serving you chicken fried steak at a diner or something. Sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's not good. And then I did not like Fulgrim's voice that he did. No. His whiny little, I, I, I don't know, shriveling voice. Yes, Ferris <laughs> I mean, people have said, oh, Dell, that's not what a, a, a space marine would sound like. And, and I don't have the deep, deep voice required to do a space marine properly. I mean, you get a male that, that, that is that big and they're, there's a good chance he's going to have a deeper voice than somebody like me. I'm five, 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 six. But you have a really deep voice. It's deep, but it's not like James Earl Jones deep. No, but I mean, it's still deep. I was listening to a story that has not come out yet, but will come out tomorrow. And I was enjoying the vibration because I was listening to it <laughs> through my headphones of your voice. <laughs> I mean, that was very soothing. I don't know if I'm just. So I understood at that moment. I just got to finish this. The comment that somebody had made about falling asleep to your voice. Mm. <laughs> it's like, mm, yeah, okay, I can get. I can. There's been a number of those that. actually, like really? at least a half dozen. Yeah. Maybe you should look into ASMR. I'm not doing that. <laughs> somebody said on stream the other day when I was doing the uh, the most recent Dragon Ball Z stream. They said, "I think you found a new genre, ASMR uh, lore." And I was like, "What? How is? What did I? What did I?" How is what I'm doing different from what other people are doing? I'm just reading a codex, the lore of it. How is that? Is it just my voice? I, I think it's also the attention to detail that you pay um, while you're recording. Because like, you will make sure that there is no, no sound. If you hear the furnace coming on, even the low hum, I've heard you stop. Mm -hmm. uh, if you, if there are cars passing by, you'll stop and re-record. Like, mm -hmm. You just, it's, it's a no nonsense. You're not going to deal with any of that bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and those are things that I've heard in most all of the other ones. People are like, eh, it's good enough. And I'm just like, no, it's not. Or I'll hear nasally, whiny, just voice stuff. I mean, I've said this and, I'm, and I'll just keep on saying it. I'm the best narrator doing 40K stuff on YouTube. I mean, it's just, it's unquestionable at this point. I listen to other people and I can't handle more than 15 minutes of most people. If you listen to them for longer than around that time, you will pick up on cadences that they just do. Like here, let me give you an example. This is the cadence of the fellow that was reading. Um, Fulgrim. Uh, Fulgrim. Heralds of pestilence and misery, noxious blight bringers, pace solemnly before the Death Guard advance. They proclaim the arrival of Mortarian sons through the toiling of their tussled Tuscans of misery, hell-forged bells of massive size whose peals ring through both reality and the war. The primary role of noxious blight bringers is to show, sow dismay and weakness amidst the enemy ranks. The dissonance of their chiming bells sends waves of entropy rolling across the battlefield to batter not only the enemy's physical senses, but also their souls. The blessings of Nurgle manifest wherever the Toxkin's waves hit home, each thunderous toll wearing the foe down a little more and spreading sickness and corruption. Okay. And it just... It just... You just can see this repeating thing, and it's not enjoyable to listen to for all that long. No, I have a question about... The way that you narrate, because I have heard while I've been here, mm -hmm. out in this room, while you're recording in the other room, <clears throat> you'll you'll do different versions of a voice. There will be like three or four usually. Mm -hmm. Somebody will say a thing like, stop now, mm -hmm. wait, or whatever. Yeah, and, sure. and you'll say that, you know, in a high-pitched voice, in a, a different kind of voice, and then like a really deep voice. Mm -hmm. Do you decide at that moment which one you'll keep, or do you keep all of them and then decide later while you're editing? 
Oh, which no. Which one I, makes I, most, more sense? The final one that you hear is what's going live. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't record and then layer and layer and then pick later on. I, I It's kind of a feel. When I'm reading something, <clears throat> most of the time I'm reading it in my head. I will read sections aloud to kind of get like, how 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 is this going to sound aloud? Or if I notice a certain seg- section of words where I go, ooh, this is going to trip me up. I'll try and repeat it so that when I get to it, I've kind of done a, a mini brain smash on it. Hmm. For example, if I knew that, I don't know, they follow the noxious blight bringers into battle. If I knew that that was going to trip me up, I might go, they follow the noxious blight bringers into battle. They follow the night. I, I might just repeat it a few times so that when I get to it and read it aloud, I go, oh, okay, that's that's what it's going to sound like. But with the voices, a lot of times, I mean, if the writing is anywhere from decent to good, you'll have an image of what this individual looks like. It won't just be a they were wandering across the street. I, I don't. That's all the description we get across of them. Is it? It's a, It's an individual they, wandering across the street. I. Is this a guy? Is it a well, woman? Well, it could have is been it, a group too. It because big? they right exactly. Like I have no idea. Yeah, <clears throat> they yelled at the oncoming onslaught. Who? All I know is that they crossed the street and then yelled at the oncoming onslaught. I don't know anything about this. That's very that has not yet happened in anything that I've read. Usually, it's a character. They'll have a name and then some pronoun and then some things that they're doing that gives you an idea in this one that I'm one that I'm reading right now I have a good idea of what these characters sound like but when I'm reading in my head before I'm in the booth there will usually be a couple options it's kind of like well he he could sound a little bit whiny and I know that it sounds it says that he's got a whiny reedy voice but what does that actually look like because there's a lot of different people that I would describe as having whiny reedy voices that I've encountered but What's his whining? Exactly, exactly. The guy that is in the cubicle all day long and doing the coding is going to be different than the elderly scribe that's got a whiny, reedy voice and even the the other middle-aged person. And so as I'm reading it and kind of whatever I'm feeling at the time is what will dictate that person's voice. And I try to have it match the the emotion of the situation. I can't believe that's going on again. The furnace. Yeah, sorry. I, I mean, the difference between you and a majority of other people that I encounter on a day-to-day basis is that you think. Yeah, I try to. Continually as you go through life. And when you narrate, you think as you continually go through the narration process. So I would only think that... Or I can only think and, and conclude that other narrators do not think while they're doing it. Like, I think or they, or just, they do, but they're not paying attention to the right things. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's just a matter of just going, uh, you know, it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine enough. I'll see things in my day to day that makes me go, you're not, you aren't thinking about what you're doing right now. And it's clear that you're not thinking about it. You're off daydreaming somewhere else because of what you're doing. For example... Let's say I see somebody sweeping and I notice that the wind is blowing against the direction that they're sweeping. And I'm thinking, why not just sweep in the same direction as the wind and let it help you? I'm laughing because the boy that I nanny and I were on a walk one day Mm -hmm. and there was somebody using a leaf blower and it was a really windy day. Yeah. And I go, well, that's silly. And he said, yeah, who's blowing the wind or who's blowing the leaves? Him or the or the leaf blower? I was just like. This exactly. kid is saying this? Yeah. He's, and that he, guy's... Like, he's three and a half, and he's thinking more about this than that guy. But I think children, 
many times they don't have all of the noise going on in their mm-hmm. head. And that guy might have been like, oh, man, I sure hope Becky on Tinder gets back to me. I sent her two messages now and I, I don't think I'm being too pushy, but it's been three days and she did message like he's just kind of uh, I'm paid Fourteen dollars an hour, or whatever it is, yeah. to wave this thing back around. Kids so, be living for the moment. Being, I'm waving my hand back around like I've got a a, a blower. Um, Kids gonna, be living for the moment. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something about <clears throat> narration. Oh, when I do voices, I have not once ever made a note of the time of a voice. I've thought about it. Why would you do that? To know, oh, this character, I need to know where they sound, what they sound like. Oh, okay. What I do to know how a character sounds is they are, they exist in different places in my mouth, which is, for example. Well, like a mouth shape? Mouth shape and up here, over here, over here. So this one is over here. It's like, I'm a dirty pirate and I haven't bathed in three days. So, okay, that's dirty pirate. He's over here. And then I go, yes, but I'm the pirate captain. So he's right here. And then I go, yes, but I'm Smee. And I'm the, I bathe you because you don't bathe. So he's down here. So I embody them, it sounds like. Right, yeah. So I I just place them around. And I don't know if if other. Sound like a patchwork schizophrenic. (laughs) That's me, patchwork schizophrenic. Careful with that. I'm looking at this this little mini codex that we got with some Death Guard stuff. And I'm wondering, I could probably look it up, but it'll make for an interesting question. Does anybody know why the uh, the bells are such a thing with the Death Guard? What's what what is what are the bells about? I, uh, if I remember, I'll look it up. But it'll be also interesting to see what people say about well, it. What did you say while we were painting about the bells? You said you wouldn't like the Death Guard nearly as much if they didn't have the bells. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that aesthetic, but there's something about them. I mean, there's no other uh, traitor legion that I care for and especially especially after listening to this latest thing on the emperor's children i don't have any interest in them well, they're just possessed yeah they're they're nuts the the iron warriors with perturabo i thought perturabo was kind of cool here I like and there his name but they're as bad as they come they're the one that have come up with some the demon cobula or something this this some sort of strange horrible thing between like a a machine and a and a the the womb of a woman and she's just like this bloated thing where they put beings in there to be birthed to, to be like half demon thing I don't know it's it's basically one of the most horrific things in 40k okay yeah so that's thanks to Iron Warriors I'm pretty sure then you've got the the Night Lords who the the stories that I've read are interesting and depending on who's writing it they they are pretty good but they themselves are. They're like the kids that listen to My Chemical Romance or other edgy stuff, but then never stopped listening to them and then didn't listen to anything else and then thought that's the world that they exist in permanently. And they just do the black eyeliner, not as a phase, but as a thing. I wonder how many all the time seen adults there are. Oh, man. I've seen kids that grew up to be adults. They're out there. Skrillex is the only one that I can even think of that has that hairstyle that's you know come, half covers the face, but it's not even half it's covering not even the face. Really a scene haircut, is it? He just does his thing because he makes a bajillion dollars doing it, or did I don't know. I mean, he's probably set for life now. Assuming he hasn't spent it all. Yeah, that's true. That can happen. Mm. Anyway. Blow it on crazy stuff. Yeah. 
we are painting the Death Guard. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the Death Guard, but I, I dig them. I, I think they're pretty cool. And I, I, I think part of it is that there's sort of their own thing. Like, they don't really, they don't even like their brother, their, their brethren of the other traitors. They, hmm. they don't like them either. They're just, they don't like anybody. Um, sound like a real joyful bunch. Yeah. I, I was talking about, was it, I don't remember how it came up. I think it was in, Either the most, no, I don't think it was the most re- the recent stream I did. I think it was in the past one. The, s- the only other Dragon Ball Z stream that I have up, I think, hmm. maybe. Or the one previous to the most recent one. Whatever. I was talking about Lionel Johnson, and I said how I don't like lions. I never have, and I, there's something about them that I don't like. And I've always thought of... Beings that are the embodiment of, of a lion or supposed to represent a lion or their nickname is something to do with a lion. John Jones calls himself a lion. He does? On Twitter. So see, I don't know what it is. Pride, maybe? Maybe it is a prideful thing, but I, I got the impression or I get the impression that a lion will stab you in the back. At the, it will turn around and rip you. I, the way I described it is that. They'll look all proud and regal and royal and kingly until you turn around and it's, if it suits them, they'll, they'll shred you from top to bottom without mm-hmm. even a second thought. And I think that's part of the reason why I never liked C.S. Lewis's books. The, like the, 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 oh, I'm not, not him as an author. I'm sure he's a fine author and I've heard multiple people, oh, you got to read C.S. Lewis, Del. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of authors out there that I'm sure are just as good. But in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the big good guy is a lion, Absalom. Mm-hmm. And I never liked that. I mm-hmm. still don't. It Something about it doesn't sit right with me. And I don't know what it is. A Johnny in Magic the Gathering? Mm-hmm. Not a fan of him. Don't like it. Maybe it's just because he's this anthropomorphized, anthropomorphic lion being thing. And that's a whole other thing that I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I can't really get behind. What about, why is her name escaping me? Amanda Nunez. The lioness? Yeah. For some reason, that's a little bit different. It's not, yeah. uh, the, like, I don't I don't have the same feeling about a lioness as I do about a lion. What a, about a male the Lion, lion. King? As you a like movie? movie? It's a good movie. Yeah, I like the movie. But mm-hmm. I still don't like lions as... Hmm. As, a, as, a, as a mythological or, like, archetypical idea. Hmm. It's it's like there's something that they aren't they aren't being completely honest about what's going on. Hmm. It's like oh I'm of this regal kingly thing and I would never turn my back on my brothers. It's like no you're only doing that because it suits your ends. You you don't give a crap about anyone. And maybe it's I don't know why I have this idea or where it's came from. And I mean it could be completely wrong, but. Even in the animal kingdom, actual lion creatures out on the plains of Africa, the males are often seen as these lazy lounge arounds that aren't doing well, much of anything. The females do all the killing. Yeah, they're just hunting. chilling. This is like, I don't, it's hard for me to respect that. I think. And it's, it's just like, oh, it's an animal, Del. Why do you have to respect it at I, all? Like, I think they, f- I don't know. the males fight other males and then will either take over territory if they win or mm. something else happens. I don't know what happens if they lose. I've got way more respect for <clears throat> walruses and hippos and what? Why? What? Other big cats. 
Okay. I'm talking about as as creatures. Oh, okay. Like I don't have I don't have the same feeling. Gorillas, I love gorillas. Hmm. I, I've got a friend who's like, oh, I want Godzilla to win. Is like he's not going to. King Kong's gonna beat the ever loving piss out of him, and I want him to. Mm-hmm. Um, rhinos are my favorite animal. I don't know. There are certain things in I the like, world that give me certain feelings. I a, like a certain ravens. Ravens, yeah, I don't have any problem with ravens. Every time I've seen a raven, there are always exceptions to 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 the rule in Dell's mind. I'm sure there are certain characters in various things that uh, that have uh, uh, the figure of a raven. But there are a lot of ravens. The first thing that I think of when I think of a character associated with ravens is Vulcan Raven from Metal Gear Solid, hmm. and he's in. Uh, a Native American, I think, from Alaska, and he's this big guy, and he carries an A-10 Gatling gun. So there's multiple reasons why I really liked him. There was just, one, ravens are cool, and growing up in Arizona, I don't know that I'd ever seen a raven. I mm-hmm. probably had seen crow, so it was like, oh, it's this, it's it's like a giant hawk, which I've seen hawks and vultures, but it's all black. So that's cool, and I'm a kid at the time. So number one, cool. Native Americans, well, I play Indians and cowboys and Indians, and usually we play the Indians killing the cowboys because we are basically Indians. I mean, I grew up in, in 20 miles outside of Tucson, Arizona, never wearing shoes. I mean, just running around with thorns out in the desert. I mean, I can barely walk outside without like, oh, oh gosh, it's, there's, it's, it's grass. Oh, it's like. I just run across asphalt and dirt and rock all the time out there. Just not, I mean, we had compared to, I don't know that there's, there's, there is no skin on my body as tough as it was on my shoe, as uh, on my soles. I mean, we did not wear shoes as kids, Mm -hmm. except on, like, if we had to dress up for something like uh, going to church. church, Yeah. Yeah. And my feet would get hot Mm -hmm. because my feet were so used to not having shoes on. I, I, hated shoes and as soon as the service was over whatever we'd rip our shoes off put them in the car and we'd be running around outside i mean we were wild children and people would say that i mean we my mom would go to grocery shopping and we'd have we we would bring i wish i could see you eating as children i mean we we ate politely okay we we weren't like (laughs) Like, make it sound like you were just wild all around it wasn't quite that we were Mm. refined wild children okay primal Mm. we'd bring coat hangers that we would Straightened out mm-hmm. and fish quarters and dimes out from under the the vending machines at at the grocery store to, ask, yeah, that was so. If we got fifty cents, whew, that was a good day. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where was I going with this? Animals. Oh right. So like. ravens. Yeah, growing up in Arizona, hadn't seen a raven. Thought that was cool. Native American. That's cool. And he's got a big Aten Gatling gun. I knew exactly what that was. And when my dad, who worked out in the the boneyard of of uh, Such a cool name, Air Force. Air Force, yeah, the Air Force Reserve. He, there's thousands of planes out there, and his job was to go and gut various pieces out to sell to different, I don't know, countries or something. Like, oh, you you need this computer unit? Let me go and crawl through the depths of it and cut it out and get it for you. And that was his job to dig things out of hundred degree weather. And I mean, that must have been absolutely miserable sometimes being inside of a all metal plane out when it's a hundred hundred. 10 degrees out and it's you're inside. A special kind of meditation. <sighs> Just sweating <laughs> profusely constantly. And then he'd come home and then go and run for seven miles. What? What? Okay. Um, and do 50 pull-ups. Like, I, I can do 20 if I'm struggling. I might be able to do 30. If you're if, struggling? Like, it's it's difficult for me to do mm-hmm. 20 pull-ups, but I can. Yeah, I can't really do one. I might be able to get to 30 if, like... <laughs> There was hot lava be- below me, and if I don't do them, the the I die. 
like, I, 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 I'd be, there'd be a lot of pauses after the 20 and struck, but I think I could probably get to 30, but 50, he would knock those out pretty easily. You used to do pull-ups at work. Yeah. <clears throat> um, like a hundred a day or something. Yeah. hundred a day, but not in one fell swoop. It'd be like no. 10, 5, 15, 20 here, 10, whatever. Uh, oh, and so I knew exactly what an A-10 Gatling gun was. And when he exp- described it, oh, it doesn't shoot like a machine gun, like a, like an AR or something. It fires so fast. All you hear is, that's how, like, if you pull it up on YouTube, that's what it sounds like. They just buzz and they just fly over. They're called tank killers. They just fly over tanks and, oh, it's cut in half. It's, it's done. So this guy holding this, a giant drum on his back. It's a fun boss fight. You have to use claymores. Or the um, the missile that you could guide and shoot him in the back. Isn't a, is a claymore a giant sword? That is that, but it's also a, a mine that you set in the ground and it's oh. that little... I mean, I don't know exactly how it works in real life, but in every video game I've played, it's a thing you jam in the ground and it's got little sensors. And if you step into those sensors, it blasts out. And it's probably called a claymore because it just hits in an outward arc, kind of like a claymore sword would. It's just mm-hmm. this sweeping arc, I would imagine. That's where the name came from. Mm. Uh, bringing this back around to Warhammer, there are various characters that are, they embody or, I don't know, exemplify different traits. So you've got Sanguinius, who's called the Angel. You've got Lionel Johnson, who's the Lion. You've got... Um, Rabute Gulliman, who I don't know if he's got a nickname, but he's... He's just, like, pure goodness, it seems. Yeah. In my mind, he is modeled after Marcus Aurelius. It's like if you take Marcus Aurelius and Captain America and make them even stronger and smarter and better, you get Rabute Gulliman. Rabute Gulliman. Um, you've got Fulgrim, who's this decadent... Ugh, he's so... I he don't know. Proud. All he wants is the sensation and feeling and well, that perfect. happens after corruption. Yeah, but it's leading to. There's bits that lead to that. That he wants perfection in all things and perfect. This, He's perfect very that. indulgent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, what's his oh, Horace. name? Horace. Horace. Yeah, I don't know what his main thing is. Me neither, because I kind of liked him in the first few books. He's a he's a charismatic character, and the the way that the the guy in, that narrates him in those opening horse heresy books is it does a good job. It just he seems like a real person, but then you find out he's kind of like putting on a show so that he can manipulate people. Yeah. Mm. Uh, who's the Iron Fist? Ferris Manus. Yeah. Or, no, Iron Hands, Imperial Fist. We we are commonly no. getting those mixed I up. I know. Okay. So, what about Iron Fists? Who is the Primarch of the Iron Fists? There's no Iron Fists. There's not? No, there's Imperial oh. Fists. Oh. That's Rogaldorn. Okay. And then there's Iron Hands mm-hmm. and Iron Warriors. Iron Hands is Ferris Manus. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's Fulgrim's best so bud. I was, I was thinking bud. Imperial Fists. Yeah. Imperial Fists, their whole thing is fortification and strongholds and they if you need some a, a place or a, a, a something held they're the ones they're just so that's why they were called back to Terra. yeah to yeah. fortify it and build it up so that it could be as defended as possible they're mm-hmm. the ones that you do that and then if you want something just completely obliterated and you don't really care how it's done you either send the world bearers before 
Word bears. Word. No, who's World. Angron? World eat world eaters. Uh, the world eater sounds right. Who's Angron, the Primarch of? Oh, Angron, forty k. Because he's just described word 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 bears word bears. What? Wait, oh, that's no, Lorgar. World, world that's eaters. Lorgar. Huh? Says so right there. Oh, world eaters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now he's a demon prince of corn. He's just full on murder machine and they that's the, those are the ones i believe that are commonly described as nobody really likes to fight alongside them because mm-hmm. they're so bloody and brutal they don't there's no yeah it's whenever or, they, <laughs> yeah they just they just a murder ball is yeah what they whenever are. their names dropped people just kind of like get the shiver he's got his place and occasionally we'll send him in i think the only pe- times that people would be like i okay that that works is if they were sending him up against the um xenos anything yeah xenos tyranids or orcs like all right get angron and that's that that works but anything else like a a good fight like the eldar or something the, the eldari they're like oh that's not an angron in there that's that's not a, a good fight that's yeah. What I've liked about um, the Sons of Horus, formerly the Luna Wolves, mm. is that they tried to kill as efficiently as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think the Ultramarines are that way too. Yeah, I think they they do planning, and they're they don't they're not in it for the the thrill of the kill, yeah. like other ones Delicious. are. I don't think there are any left right now. Any loyalist. Factions that are just, oh, we, we like to murder things. Hmm. Yeah, it seems like a, a corruptible trait. Yeah. And the Death Guard, they just, they're just trying to exist. They, mm. they just want to be kind of left alone. That was the whole thing on Barbarous. It was this ho- horrible, hostile planet. And just to live there was a challenge enough. And when the Emperor came and offered him, Mortarian, a place in the, in the greater Imperium to be part of this, he's like, I just want to be here. I just don't want these people breathing down our necks. My his his adopted father on that planet, Nakari. I, I just I just want to be left alone. Can we just be left alone? And I think something I, maybe that's part of what it is that I, I like about that. And it's kind of sad how the 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 choice that he made led to being this demon primarch of Nurgle. It's like now you know you can't be left alone. And the reality is is that you. You don't get to go and live and be by yourself, unconnected to anything. There are almost no people that have successfully done that. In 40k? At all. Period. Just living by themselves? Yeah. I mean, you you can, to a certain extent, you hear these stories about, oh, the, the bush people of Alaska or... Aboriginals in Australia. Okay. Or yeah. the Amazon. I guess that's 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 Tribes. not exactly what I'm talking about. I'm oh, talking okay. about say you and I were to go, we're gonna we've decided we've saved up X amount of money and we're gonna go live off the grid. Mm-hmm. Okay, how are you gonna do that? Mm-hmm. We're gonna get solar panels. Stop. Where do the solar panels come from? Do you make those? Do you did you go and mine the materials yourselves and, and smelt them and then get the the wire? No, we we bought it from the solar panel store. How's the solar panel store there? Mm-hmm. Well, I Bob Jimbo started a business. Oh, okay. So you're relying on that. We're going to be off the grid, completely reliant on ourselves. I mean, maybe once you're out there and you're established, but you can only get out there and be established because of 
so many other people and things that came before you. You're not, no, I mean, no man's an island. You don't exist. Show me one person that was born into existence by their mother and at day one dropped out into a field and then has made a go of it. That That's doesn't the thing happen. about humans is they have a certain like number of years before they're able to be independent. Yeah. Like we are unlike any other mammals. <laughs> and even then you're still going to be reliant. Like, I mean, and I've touched on this before, everything that we have here, the you and I element of this is honestly in, in some way it's almost nothing compared to all the other stuff. But at the same time, it is the most prominent part. So it's this weird juxtaposition. What are you talking about? The stuff that we have? I mean, to make this podcast a reality oh. for people to be watching this right now, mm. there are so, so, so many other elements. Mm. All the people that have gone and made YouTube a thing, the people that made the Sony camera and their thousands of lives and their millions of connections and the mic and the da 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 but no. Yeah, and so also the no. things that we that we have to talk about right. are, are not our own. Yeah. They're regurgitated. They're, I don't know, some opinion in there? Yeah. Some opinion. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a whole lot else to say. I'd like to end on two things. I've got some notes up there. Okay. I meant to say this in the last podcast, but I forgot to. I wanted to challenge people. It's a new year. And we're almost through the first month, but if you don't do physical things as a regular thing, if you do, then this isn't going to be much of a challenge. But my challenge is at some point in the next week to pick four minutes to do some sort of physical exertion. That could be push-ups. That could be some squats. It could be you just walking in pace. I, I don't know. It could be you walking for two minutes in one direction in your neighborhood, then walking back. It could be honestly anything. It's just doing something other than sitting down and picking your nose. Not that I imagine that's what a lot of our audience is doing on the regular, but a little bit more. And I, I have the, a dash or hyphen up there that says Fury because there's a song that is about four minutes long from the Captain America Winter Soldier soundtrack titled Fury that is a good workout song as far as i'm concerned are you gonna do this too i have done it but i'll do okay. it again sure yeah I'll, okay. I'll do it every day okay between now and the next podcast okay. i'm gonna challenge you to more workouts than that okay i might skip those challenges you don't have to accept them <laughs> Uh, the other thing is, if you want that Night Lords versus Tau story that I've mentioned, then go to the Buy Me a Coffee page and you can help make that happen. There's but you have to make a note. You have to make a note, yes. That it's for Night Lords. Yeah. Uh, because since I made that announcement, the number of donations has been three, totaling $20. There was a 10, a 5, and a 5. And only two of those, the 10 and a 5, said it was for night lords and the other one i reached out and said is this for the night lord story did you forget to put a note there and they said no no this is just to help out with the channel as whole. Well. okay so that's 15 dollars, not 20 but that's not to say he'll do it every time i'm not i'm never doing this at this price again this is a one-time introductory offer 
That's not what I meant. Oh. I meant reaching out to people who donate and don't make a note. Yeah. So be I'm, sure to make a note. Yeah. If you want it for the Night Lords, just say something along those lines. Like, I'll, I'll get it. Somebody, Some people have said, uh, one person said uh, Ave Dominus Nox or something, which is a Night Lords thing. So I got it. And then somebody else said, for Night Lord's story, that's very clear. And I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? Do you mean for the... No, I, I get it. It doesn't have to be a sentence. It's just something clear. You could just say Night Lord. And I'd go, oh, okay, cool. Got it. Um, and then the last thing is the comments. I have been very hands-off with the comments that people leave. And I would like to continue to be as hands-off as possible. There is... One single word in the entire dictionary and beyond in all of my knowledge that I have currently selected as a banned word for the site. You can use your imagination and guess what that word might be. And you might be right. You might be wrong. Whatever. There's one single word that I have. Try it out. I'm just kidding. What? Like try and type out every word they can think of. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Type every word in the dictionary and see which one's not allowed. Yeah, Have fun with that. No. There's one word that I have banned because I just don't see there ever being a time or place for that particular word. Um, But aside from various things that people say, I'm I'm fine with 99.9% of the comments that I've seen. I might not agree with nearly that many. I probably agree and appreciate 90% or more of the comments. But I noticed something that happened recently. It was a comment left by an individual. I'm not going to delete this comment. I'm going to leave it up there. But if I see any more of the comments of the sort, I will delete them. And I'm just going to let you know ahead of time, I don't have any interest of this kind of comment because I've seen it somewhere else on a different Warhammer channel. And I do not want to play this game. And the game that it seems that these individuals are trying to play is let's game the YouTube algorithm. And I don't want to play that game. The The comment that was left had all this these these words that I think that they were trying to hit on. Fortnite and Call of Duty and TikTok and just all this various stuff that was like, oh, let's let's make it seem like this is a popular thing among these people. I don't want to play that dishonest game. I only want people to say comments if you have something worthwhile to say. I know a lot of the people that come to the channel won't even pay attention to this part of, of, of this. And I know most of the people that watch the podcast are people that really give a damn about the channel. So you're, you're probably not even the ones, but I'm just saying this aloud that if, I don't know, you noticed that there was a comment on a channel on a page and then it just went away at some point. That's why I will be deleting those those comments from now on. If it's just a, a wall of phrases that they think is going to catch the YouTube algorithm, that game is not sustainable. It might work for a day. It might work for a month. It might work for a year, but it will not work for the long ongoing sustainability of the channel. At some point, YouTube will go, oh, we see what people are doing and shut that down. I don't I just don't want to play that that dishonest game. I'm not going to, I'm also going to start deleting comments that say, comment for the YouTube algorithm. That's not really a comment. I'm, uh, say something that you actually have a feeling about, that you that, hey, I, I enjoyed the way that you wrote. That, like, if you don't have something that you can think about for 30 seconds, then just don't say anything. That's okay. You don't have to say just nonsense. 
And so those are the comments that I'm going to start deleting. The ones that are just common for the YouTube algorithm. Okay, that's not really a comment. That's just you, I, I get it, and you're trying to help me out. You're trying to help the channel out, and I have thanked those people. But in the future, from this point forward, I won't be, I, I won't allow those comments to continue. Yeah. Makes sense. I'll take that. Uh, in other news, there's an hour plus story coming out on Monday, I think. Um, why do you think? Well, because I didn't realize how much time it takes mm -hmm. Mad Cow to put stories together. Mm -hmm. I thought it was something, I don't know, I hadn't really thought about it. I mentioned this on stream, but, uh, I thought it was, you know, for every hour that you saw, I'm like, oh, two, three hours of work on his end. No, no, he told me that it's eight hours of work on his end for a completed <clears throat> half an hour. So that's 16 hours. That's two full work days of time for one hour of music. I thought it was four hours. He said eight per mm. per half an hour of completed music. And he said that that fluctuates a little bit depending on what the story is and that maybe he can pull some other existing songs. So I'm going to challenge him to not put so much effort into them, to these stories. And I know from what he's done and our conversations that we have in, via email, that he definitely cares a lot. And that's probably why he and I are such a good team so far, that I care a lot about my narration and he really cares about the music that he's putting out there. But I'm going to challenge him to not put quite so much effort into them. And I don't mean the quality of music I want to see decline, but I'm, I'm going to challenge him to put 50% less music in the stories, to let there be silent sections, areas that are quiet. Because I have done that a few times. I've said, this this should be silent. And it, it, it almost seems like he's like, I know you're saying that, but I've got this sweet tune, and he'll sit there and make it. And it honestly, it's better than the silence <laughs> that I suggested, but I know that that's more time on his hands. And I, I just... In good conscience, I, I can't have him doing that. I, I don't know what, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he really enjoys it. And maybe if somebody knew that it was taking me X amount of time and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't, you can't do that. You just, just sling it out there. And I go, well, I can't sling it out there. I, but I am going to. That's gonna what you've said about drawing. You said that I should just do things really fast. Yeah. For the behind the scenes, you're not putting this out there. Just to get used to the process of drawing. This is, that's different than putting something out for exposure. I wouldn't say, yeah, I just throw some things on a page and then put it in a gallery. Hmm. Okay. It's, that it's seems the, different than what you've said in the past, but. It's the behind the scenes work. I see. Yeah. Okay. I am done talking. Okay. Me too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>